ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. You tell him, Tommy. It's Friday. You're relaxing, kicking back. What are we doing? Let me run with you tonight. I'll take you home. Jordan went home. I think uh, maybe he's going to put this on. And maybe listen to Tom's advice here. There's someone I used to see, but she don't give a damn for me. I assure you, Brian Drake and I were not doing this before our segment. Well, let me get to the point. Let's roll another joint. Let's jump right into it, shall we? Our friend Brian Drake uh, and I had a conversation a little earlier today about uh, the six NFL playoff matchups and the daily fantasy and betting implications of those. Let's have some fun and uh, chat with our friend Brian Drake from the Fantasy Football Hustle Podcast. So Drake, of course, has destroyed me in the background game here because we're both on video for this. So for those of you watching on QSportsTalk.com, I just have a blank wall behind me, whereas Drake has the man cave going back there. Unfair. Unfair off the bat. I had a guy ask me even today if the images behind me is a green screen. And so <laughs> I, don't, I put a lot of time and effort into curating my background and light, I've got three different lights here, Brent. This yeah. is a whole operation I got going on. I got nothing, man. You think like all the interviews that I do, the podcasts and all that stuff, like I would invest the time and the effort. No, I just sit in my dining room and it's just like the fan light above me and that's it. This is not a professional operation, at least at home yet. This is what I'm going to start doing, side business. I will go to people's houses and create studios for them and and decorate this could be a whole thing people are I looking for that cash. fake adam schefter bookcase behind him we're on to something i just smell cash right here you and me baby we'll we'll get in on that i love it let's go stuff all right let us start we'll go right in order here drake seahawks niners niners minus nine and a half the over under is 42 something that intrigued me about this one is the fpi is at 77 percent in favor of San Francisco, San Francisco, seven and one against the spread at home this year, but there's going to be some rain in the forecast here. So how does that affect things? Well, not that Seattle hasn't played in the rain, but uh, weather could be a factor in this one. Yeah. And yeah, Seattle and uh, the whole West coast getting pounded with some rain there. I look at this game and I'm surprised at how, Few people are in on the Seahawks, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to win this game. But the, again, this is Brock Purdy's first playoff game. Now, Brock Purdy has thrown two touchdowns in every game he's played since uh, becoming the 49ers starter. And also in that time frame, the 49ers are the highest scoring team in the NFL. But he's still a rookie. He's still the last guy picked in the draft. Like, this is a big spot. Seattle, you know, their defense can come up and play in spots. I do wonder if he gets rattled early, you know, if that kind of makes things a little tighter. And I think San Francisco, what they'll do, if you guys are looking for a DFS perspective, if they lean on the run game, they don't ask Brock Purdy to do a lot, Brent. So what they're going to do is they're going to give the ball to Christian McCaffrey, and he's always a good play. He's 8,900 on DraftKings. So he's the most expensive running back. But they're getting back Elijah Mitchell who we know Kyle Shanahan loves, and he's a really good running back. Yeah. So if you're looking for a sneaky play, you're in one of those office pools, 
you got to pick somebody in every game or you're looking to save a little money in DFS. Elijah Mitchell's 4,700 on DraftKings. I think he gets in the end zone this week and gets at least 10 carries. And our friend Debo Samuel is back. Uh, He's going to get a meaningful bunch of carries. I've seen some props out there in the landscape for Debo Samuel rushing yards, and it's they're pretty low. So if you can go find Debo Samuel, like 15 rushing yards, I think he's going to crush that. Yeah, and one thing to keep in mind, you brought it up with McCaffrey and Debo, is Seattle's an awful tackling team, and San Francisco just lives and dies. Yards after the catch, short yardage stuff, like you said, just take pressure off Brock Purdy and, and kind of go from there. Chargers at Jaguars, the Chargers minus two and a half, the over-unders at 47, FPI is at 60% for the Jags. The Chargers are 4-0-1 against the spread. You got two rookies, not two rookies, but two quarterbacks making their first playoff starts here. Uh, look, Jacksonville is going to be off the charts. That that crowd's going to be crazy uh, into this team. But Trevor Lawrence has been turning the ball over a lot here. And I'm going to give my picks coming up here, Brian, but I don't think enough people are on the Chargers in this one. They, they, they're winning FPI, but I just feel like a lot of people are going that kind of emotional tag on, on the Jaguars here, but don't sleep on the Chargers. The Jaguars aren't good. I mean, if you watch that game against Tennessee, they really should have lost that game, if not for a fluky defensive touchdown at the end. Now, Mike Williams, today it was announced he is out for the Chargers, so he will not play. I expect Keenan Allen to get peppered with targets since returning from injury week 11, Brent third, most targets in the NFL at 10.4. Uh, and the Jags are awful against the slot. The last few weeks, Amon Ross, St. Brown, CD lamb monster games out of the slot. So I love Keenan Allen there. bad matchup for Evan Ingram, former giant. Everyone's looking to play uh, someone cheap at tight end. Really bad for him. Derwin James is lockdown player. Uh, for the Bolts. These guys just played in week three, and it was a game where Jacksonville really smoked the Chargers, but the problem was we didn't have Keenan Allen, and we also, it was 10 days after Justin Herbert's big injury to his ribs, so he couldn't play very well. And if you're looking for Travis Etienne, everybody, and I mean everybody, runs on these Los Angeles Chargers. Don't expect him to catch any balls. He hasn't caught more than three in any game all season, but Travis Etienne, look for him to go around 100 yards rushing. Dolphins, Bills, uh, Buffalo's minus 13, 43 and a half. How about this? The FPI, 95% on the Buffalo Bills. We know the mighty Skylar Thompson will start for the, the fish. They're missing all kinds of players on offense. And look, the only question to me is if it Miami can cover the spread and what we're talking about here today, Drake, just some, some daily uh, – fantasy players and just some things some value you can find here the bills are winning this game but where do you see some things that maybe people could take advantage of so in skylar thompson starts uh, tyree kill averaging 11 fantasy points per game jalen waddle 7.9 both of those massive downgrades for tyree kill it's almost 50 percent under what he usually does so with those guys i don't want to start them i don't care you know if everyone goes oh well they'll be in comeback mode no I, I, that crowd's going to be so riled up. That kid Thompson's going to be rattled. I can't put either of those guys in my lineup, especially for the price tag. You got to pay for Tyreek Hill. If I have to play a Miami Dolphin, it's going to be Jeff Wilson. Raheem Mostert's got an injury. If they can try to slow down this game, and that's what all these teams do. When they We got to keep Josh Allen off the field. What are they going to do? They're going to run the football. They can get it to Jeff Wilson Jr. He's also a threat out of the backfield. For the Bills, Stephon Diggs, 
when these guys played uh, twice this season, only 12.6 fantasy points, which is, again, under his season average. They've done a great job with their two really good corners, slowing him down. My play for the Bills, if you're making a DFS lineup, Dawson Knox. He's been coming on of late. We've got Isaiah McKenzie. He's beat up. I'm not sure if he's going to even play this week. So I like Knox to get a few catches over the middle, maybe find the end zone. Remember the days when Gabe Davis in the over was something we always took? (laughs) He just drops the ball too much. By the way, weather not a factor in this one. As a matter of fact, there's a little sunshine in the forecast. The only sunshine in the forecast for Orchard Park is Sunday and a high of about 31 degrees. So uh, Miami's not going to get the typical January weather in Western New York. All right. So uh, moving on here, Drake, uh, we've got the uh, Giants at the Vikings next up here. Minnesota minus three, over under is 48. The Giants, no one was better against the spread this year. 13 and four, including seven and one on the road. Uh, New York's covered four straight games, four straight road games. Look, you've got a couple of rookie coaches in here. Brian Dable, that complete turnaround and what O'Connell's done with Minnesota has been huge. These teams just played a couple of weeks ago, so you factor that in a little bit here. The Giants kind of have that feel of the team no one wants to play, but Minnesota's got a lot of weapons. What do you see? Well, I like the over 48 and a half. I would take that. Giants at plus three. I see so many people taking the Giants just straight up. saying, Oh, the Giants are just going to win this game. I worry that the Giants don't have enough weapons. When I'm rolling out Isaiah Hodgins and uh, Richie James and Darius Slayton, like that's tough in a playoff environment to count on those guys. They're not elite weapons. I do love Daniel Jones in this spot. I don't think he's an elite quarterback by any means, but he's running the ball a ton. Uh, I believe over the last two months, uh, he's the second most designed quarterback runs of anybody in the NFL. So when these two teams played in week 16, Saquon Barkley had his second most points of the season, and for PPR purposes, he had his most targets of the year, which was 10. So I think Saquon could be a great play here. Richie James, we mentioned him, eight targets per game over the last month. My favorite play in the entire game, though, TJ Hawkinson for the Vikings. I think he's going to become a really high-end second option. We know all the focus is going to be on Justin Jefferson. So if you want to squeeze TJ Hawkinson into a lineup, uh, I think he's going to produce for you. And it's not in prime time, though. Kirky Cousins, you know, can we get a big game out of Kirk Cousins, Brent? I I mean, he's at home. You know he's going to throw for like 350 and three. Ravens, Bengals, no coin flip necessary. I think Cincinnati wins this thing. My question is, can the Ravens ugly this thing up enough to cover the nine and a half? They're going to want to run the ball, try and keep you, like we were talking about with Dolphins-Bills. You just got to keep Burrow off the field as much as possible here. Can the Ravens do that? No. (laughs) Well, So, I mean, these teams literally just played last week, and there was a lot of Ravens players, especially that didn't play in this game. It's 27-16 win for Cincinnati. In that game, Jamar Chase still went off and did his thing, eight for 86 and a touchdown. The guy who didn't do anything, though, who I would watch for uh, on um, Sunday, T. Higgins. Only caught one ball for seven yards. Maybe that scares some lineup makers off of him because they go, ah, he didn't do it the last time they played. But I'm into him. I'm into Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow and these Bengals are throwing the ball at an extremely high rate. Uh, There's a lot of really nerdy stats out there, pass rate over expectation and all that. And if you look it up, the Bengals are blowing people away with how much they're throwing the football. So I love Joe Burrow. I love him if I have to one of those contests where you need to pick a player 
to maybe play three or four weeks. I'd love to have Joe Burrow as my quarterback for the Ravens. If you got to play somebody, J.K. Dobbins is going to be back in the lineup. As you mentioned, they're going to run the ball a ton, and they're going to get the ball to Mark Andrews. He sat last week. His replacement, Isaiah Likely, against this same Bengals team, caught eight for 103. So I look for um, Anthony Brown to toss the ball to Mark Andrews a ton on Sunday night. And we'll do the Monday night game here. Cowboys, Bucks, Dallas minus two and a half. It's a 45 and a half over under at this point. Tampa Bay was the league worst team against the spread. 4-12 and one this year. It's the second worst regular season against the spread of any playoff team in the Super Bowl era at this point. Look, the Cowboys have never beaten Tom Brady. Everybody's thrown that around. But in the here and now, the matchups here, how infrequently Tampa looks like a playoff team, even though they're in the playoffs here. They were in that wretched division this year. I, look, something's not going to go the way we think. It, it mm. feels like a weekend that's just going to go according to script. Something's going to be off here. Is Do we find it maybe in this game? Well, I, I think that if you look at Tampa Bay, what do they have going for them besides playing at home? Their offensive line is getting healthy. Their center, Ryan Jensen's returning. Tristan Wirth, their offensive tackle, uh, could be starting in this game. And that's huge when you're going up against Micah Parsons and, and, and this defense. So if you can keep Tom Brady upright with those weapons on the outside, I'm not putting anything past them. And we saw how awful Dallas looked last week against the Commanders. So being a true Eagles homer, Cowboys hater, I'm absolutely taking Tom Brady to, to win straight up in this game. And we're going to move Tampa Bay along. But uh, you want a couple of cheap plays for DFS. Tony Pollard, 6,400. I know he's been beat up the last few weeks. This is the cheapest he's been on DraftKings since week eight. So you could find a really good price on Tony Pollard. Love all the receivers. Godwin, C.D. Lamb. I think this game is going to be an absolute shootout. It's going to be so fun to watch on Monday. As Tom Brady moves us on to the second round. And this sends the best. Cowboys home to the golf course. There you go. Fantastic. Now, uh, one last thing, Brian. I Beginning of the season, my Super Bowl pick was Eagles-Bills, so I'm yeah. not going to back off on that. What's your Super Bowl pick at this point? What was it before the year? What are you thinking now? Is it still in line? Or, or We had the same Super Bowl pick, actually. It was Eagles-Bills. Uh, you know, Eagles -Bills. And, again, I, I'm an Eagles fan, so I'd like to stay with that. But I'll tell you, Brent, I am petrified to play the San Francisco 49ers. That defense is so good, and they can run the football. They got McCaffrey now, and Debo's healthy. It's so many weapons. Uh, I, I, they're going to be very, very tough to beat, even if they come to Philadelphia. Uh, so I'll stay with my prediction of Eagles-Bills, but it wouldn't shock me to see uh, Bengals 49ers Super Bowl. It wouldn't shock me to see that either. And The team I'm petrified of is Cincinnati because mm -hmm. they are pissed about – just look, we all know why that game got canceled and the circumstances of it, but the fact they would have to come to Buffalo and they, they're going to look, let's face it, Cincinnati's going to beat Baltimore. Buffalo is going to beat Miami. That's a divisional game in Buffalo. It's entirely possible the Bills could have won that Monday night game had DeMar Hamlin not got hurt and they just finished it out. But Cincinnati's got a chip right here on their shoulder. And I, I both of us are petrified about those, those, that one team that's out there that could prevent that. I'm not even scared of Kansas City anymore. I know Buffalo could beat Kansas City as they're probably going to inevitably meet in Atlanta. So I hear you on that one team that could be the big stumbling block on the way to what should be 
an Axe Drake Super Bowl all the way coming up. Let's let's go. I can't wait. And then we'll have a we'll have a full show breaking down special teams and you know the the backup third string left tackle. <laughs> and, you know, we will get very in-depth for those two weeks on an Eagles Bill Super Bowl. That's what we're here to do. Brian, thank you, my friend. Enjoy the games. We'll talk soon. All right. Good luck, everybody out there betting and uh go Cuse.